When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick, we can't start the show. I don't know how to fold my palm into a cross. Oh, no, Ethan, that's okay. You can probably find a YouTube video or complain about it on Twitter. You'll get so many retweets. Welcome to The Crunch, actually episode 30. This is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. at Fossil, And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. I gotta I'm be honest. I'm so sorry for tra- lying. Honest. I thought you were trying to cover yourself up and you did a poor job, but then I realized it was ironic and I was like, I'm, you know what, I'm gonna make this stupid video anyway. Yeah, and that- no, because I, I thought it was, I genuinely thought it was 30 last week and then I had to change it. <laughs> and then that you was made, so funny. And then you made me feel bad with your video. It was wild. I think we should start a, a vlog war on Twitter. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that'd be a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, definitely. Not even on yeah. YouTube, just on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, no, on Twitter. Let's just start a fake... We'll just argue with each other. <laughs> anyway, it's Palm Sunday. How you doing? I'm doing great, considering it's good? Palm Sunday, yeah. Dude, is, it appropriate, hear- is it appropriate to say, Happy Palm Sunday? Um, yeah. I mean, I it, guess you just say... Uh, you could say hello, Palm Sunday, to you. Hello. I hello. mean, I guess it's like I welcome, guess Palm welcome Sunday to is... Palm Sunday. <laughs> I'll be your host, Mister Palm. I uh, guess it's better. I guess this it's is my than, wife, like, Mrs. Sunday. Yeah. Stop it! I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess Palm Sunday is better than the rest of the weeks of Holy Week. You know, like that's true. The rest of the rest of the weeks of Holy Week. Shut up. Those each individual oh, yeah. weeks oh, yeah, that we, we have we can... during Holy Week. Ethan, how much do I have to pay you to go in and change and, like, bleep out me saying weeks and you say the word days? Do it. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. I don't want to do that. Think I, only, I only do things to save my own reputation. I can't I, – I just let your blunders happen. <laughs> Dude, do you want to hear the best Palm Sunday story of all time? It already happened? Like today? No. Oh, okay. Was like, it, was, it was when I was, like, three. Oh, all right, all right. Right? So it's three years yeah. old, okay, and I've got this palm palm frond right in my hand. We had some lengthy palm fronds back in the day, right, um, at our at our church because we we had some money to blow on these palms, so we went for the extra <laughs> extra large. And um, I remember my I don't I mean I don't remember my dad tells me this story, um, but we were sitting in the very front um, for God knows why, and I had my palm and I was using it as a fishing rod. And I was flinging it in front of the pew and, like, trying to cast it. And I kept whipping it back and hitting the people behind us. <laughs> and my my dad had to uh, 
extricate me from the situation because I was being a nuisance and I was freaking out because I wanted to catch my fish. And as, as he's carrying me out of the church, I'm just screaming, daddy, don't hit me. (laughs) So the whole church thought I was an abused, an abused fisherman. (laughs) Haven't been able to top that Palm Sunday since. Were you, like, as a three-year-old trolling your dad, knowing that, like, the world would think that he was a terrible father for hitting you? Well, yeah, probably. But I I think a lot of the parents were like, yeah, you take that kid out to the parking lot. (laughs) You spank him for hitting people with. You should hit him. (laughs) Yeah, you should hit your kid. (laughs) Hit him out of here. (laughs) The Louis C.K. bit about, like, your child is the thing in the world that that depends on you the most and is also the only thing in the world that you're allowed to hit. Like, if you hit a dog, a non-rational being, everyone's like, burn him, hang him. But if you hit your kid because he's crying in the grocery store, they're like, yeah, hit him again. Make him cry more. I told a girl the other day that I would rather um, my dog die than I would lose one of my legs. And she got upset with me. I mean, yeah. That, I agree with you. I know. I'm like, uh, you can get another dog. I only get two legs. (laughs) exactly and she thought that was like the rudest thing she had ever heard and i'm like all right you need to believe it or not let me take one of your legs and see how you feel yeah i was like i'm glad you're still alive fido we could play fetch with my with my (laughs) d my separated limb go speaking of animals speaking of animals i was at a party last night my friend's 21st birthday party and her roommates got her chickens for her (laughs) birthday did you see that on my snapchat no. Literally, there were baby chicks walking I around the party. I had on my Snapchat yesterday. You did? You really? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I pointed at a field of horses, and I was like, look at all those chickens. <laughs> I did that for the entire weekend, and my household brothers were like, Patrick, stop it. I'm like, no, you got to look at all the chickens. That was, one of, the, that was one of your few Snapchat stories that made me giggle. So <laughs> okay, cool. you made it. That was good stuff. Oh. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you need to get out of your system before we can be serious? No, I think I think five minutes, six minutes of intro banter is good enough. I don't know. I just had I had lots of fun stories to tell, so I mean, yeah. you got to you got to do it. <laughs> um, so, folks, uh, Crunch Bunch. That's that's your new yes. name. Thank you, Daniel Glaze, for coming up with that for us. Shout out. Um. The Crunch Bunch. We've got some. We've got some good wisdom that we're going to drop on you today. It's true. And when I say you wisdom, mean. I mean Patrick uh, goes to Franciscan and I don't, so he's going to say <laughs> some good stuff and I won't. Uh, but we, I mean, it's totally it's, untrue. It's officially Holy Week. It's true. Uh, Hold on, a moment of silence. Uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Don't. That's well, that's not was, good radio. I was going to actually put in air horns there, but I probably won't now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that you mentioned it, you can. Okay, good. Okay. So it's it's Holy Week. Um, basically, Catholic Super Bowl, Catholic World Series, um, Catholic uh, FIFA World Cup, uh, Catholic Wimbledon, um, <laughs> Catholic uh, International Super Smash Brothers Tournament, Catholic um, Dodgeball Championships, Catholic Dodgeball Championships. Uh, it's all of those things combined um, and better. So if you like you like sports, you're just wrong. You should be Catholic. Um, I'm kidding. I love sports, but, uh, it's Holy week and this is a big deal. Um, this is, this is what our entire Lent has been leading up to this week, this this intense time of 
uh, preparation um, for Good Friday and uh, Easter celebration of the resurrection and everything. And we just kind of want to talk a little bit about the week ahead and then maybe get into some wild, wild and crazy stuff. It's true. I don't know. Patrick, you, you go. What do I, what talk about Holy Week? Yeah, I like Holy just talk Week. About, uh, just talk about Holy Week. Yeah, that thing that you want to talk about. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think I, I heard last Lent at like the end of Holy Week, there was this little like meme that went around that was like how you should make your Holy Week more holy. And it was all these suggestions like give up more stuff. And I was like that, that makes sense, right? Like, you, you know, this, this last week is a time of intense preparation. So we should be intensely disciplined and intensely like praying, right? So like distracting stuff that we kind of allowed in Lent maybe push off to the side. Like I was thinking last night, I was like, you know what? I'm actually, I'm going to give up Netflix this week. I'm not going to watch Netflix during Holy Week. Um, I know that'll give me more time to sit in silence um, and reflect on the crucifixion. I also think that it's good to read the gospel of the day every day throughout Mm -hmm. Holy Week. That's what I was going to say. That's good. Because the gospels are, they're actually really relevant. I I mean, I I looked through every single one of them. Surprisingly enough. (laughs) It's good. Yeah, surprise, they're relevant. Um, and they, I don't know, I, I was, I, I liked reading the Gospels. I had to read them because I was, um, I work for the St. Paul Center and I make their, I make their graphics for feast days and stuff. And I'm doing one graphic a day for Holy Week. And so I looked at the Gospel and like what Gospel it was every day. And um, yeah, that was, that was really cool. So I definitely, I definitely want to read the Gospel and actually like do Lexia with the Gospel every day during Holy Week. And now that I've said these things, I'll do them. Well, there you go. Because <laughs> that's on the that's how you do it. Like, if you need, if you have trouble, like sticking to resolutions, just start a podcast. Start a podcast and, and tell a ton of people that you're going to do a thing, and then you kind of have to do it. It's true. Um, another thing uh, to add on um, that is personally affecting me, and it's uh, it was a problem last year too, is that um, there's a party at my house on Holy Thursday. Uh, um, and I will not be in attendance, obviously, um, because I don't really see Holy Week as a time to party. Um, last yeah. year, there was a party at my house on Good Friday, and I also did not attend. Um, it's just—I mean, call me a curmudgeon, call me what you got, what you got to do. But Holy Week is just not the time. And you can make excuses, and you can say this, that, and you're oh, like, but, but it's, but it's her, but it's her birthday. It's like her thing, this, that, and the other thing. Like, you just got to be as prudent as possible. You know, obviously, uh, I can't tell you what to do, but um, you can, you can, uh, you can communicate your birthday to another day. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't think that is in the best interest of preparing you for um, something as serious as. <coughs> Good Friday and um, kind of the the great fast in between Friday and Sunday um, to throw a party on Saturday night or on Friday night or whenever it is. Um, Just kind of keep that in mind this week. At least I will because I I have to physically remove myself from the house um, or else I'll just be I'll just be a part of it. You know, I that's the only way that I can make sure that I don't. Yeah, Um, it's and it's not like a sin to go to. I'm not saying it's a sin. I'm just saying. Probably not. It keeps your disposition, you know, in the right place. Yeah, you're more you're more ready to receive Easter because, like, I mean, Easter just party it up. I mean, even yeah. even like after the Easter vigil, 
That's the thing at Franciscan. There's a resurrection party. I've never been. I'm probably going to go next year. But it's like yeah. after the three-hour-long Easter vigil, there's this huge party in our student center. and um, That sounds frat. I would go to that. It is pretty frat. I would tear that up. You should come saying. next year. Um, yeah. So instead of spending time partying now, just plan for a party that you can throw later, and it's going to be bomb, and I'll show up. If you send me an invite, I'll go. Because after Holy Week comes the octave of Easter, and you should not fast during the octave of Easter. It's eight days of straight party. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Just huge, gluttonous feasts. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> we are allowed to sin for eight days. It's like the purge, except Catholicism. You know, like, every crime is legal for 24 hours. Every sin is allowed for eight days. <laughs> it's not true. Jesus did not want that. Jesus just died for that. Please don't do it again. Yeah. Um. Oh, go to confession during Holy Week. That's another oh, good that idea. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I need to do that. I haven't been in a while. That's a good point. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, no problem. I'm just uh, a huge sinner, so I always remember confession. Yeah, that's true. You got a good you got away with that. Uh is there anything else, just general Holy Week stuff that we wanted to hit on? No, that's pretty much it. Um Okay. I haven't I, listened to it yet, but the Cotters have a Holy Week podcast on oh, how to shoot. Catholic and they do really good practicals. So we kinda gave you a general idea of how to not how to do Holy Week or how to not do Holy Week. So you should go over to, after you listen to our podcast, you should listen to the How To Catholic podcast. Or just stop our podcast in the middle and don't come back to it. That's actually a good point. That too. Um, I don't know. Do what you got to do. They're going to be on soon. I know. Oh, Kevin and Lisa Cotter, they sent me their book. I haven't opened it yet. It's been sitting on my floor for a couple of days. but I gave it to a friend who needed it, and I'm hoping to get it back soon. (laughs) If If you need me to, I can call you and I can read it to you every night. Please do. That, yes. I need I need some way to fall asleep now that I'm not going to have Netflix. Perfect. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, Holy Week that. But I had something that um, I had been praying about that I felt like would be really, really good to talk about, especially given that today is Palm Sunday and we just heard um, the Passion reading. Yeah. Um, we our, – our priest told us to sit down this year, <laughs> which was – Yeah. I was a bit miffed because I was like, no, standing is a part of the thing. Like – I got to offer that up. And he's like, no, just sit down. I think it's because we had a lot of old people there. But there actually is uh, in the lectionary, there's a little like the congregation sits for this and you stand for the, the gospel at the beginning of Mass and then you sit for the second one. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, anyway, um, so I just wanted to talk. I was doing a bit of praying last night, a bit of reading, and um, I came across this passage in my famed Abandonment to Divine Providence book. And I, I kind of want to. book. Look at it. It's, this book is so good. I cannot. Oh, <laughs> I'm on page 106. I read three pages last night and it changed my life. <laughs> like I just I don't know what it is about this book, but every single time I read something, it hits me super hard. Um, so this book is talking about um, again, like how we how we naturally distrust ourselves when it comes to um, trying to follow what God wants us to do. Yeah, you know, and. Um, which is wrong. Exactly. Aha. So I was right. Well, yeah. So he says um, <laughs> in this book, the soul appears actuated by feelings absolutely contrary to virtue, such as pure obstinacy, disobedience, troublesomeness, contempt, and indignation, for which there seems no remedy. 
The more earnestly the soul strives to overcome these defects, the more they do increase, because they form part of the design of God as being the most suitable means of detaching the soul from itself to prepare it for the divine union. And that's a lot of words. It took me several times to read that to understand what was actually happening. Um, So what he's saying is that the more that we try to follow God's will, the more that we're going to run into obstinance, disobedience, uh, being troublesome, contempt towards God, and indignation towards God. Um, Because that'll be our natural human response to uh, trying to submit ourselves to someone above us, you know, like, cause that's, that's just happened. Like I'm indignant all the time when my parents tell me to do stuff. Yeah. Um, it's about a hundred times fold that hundred times fold, hundred fold times that, um, you know, when you submit yourself to God, who's so many more times powerful than your parents, you know? And so these feelings are natural when we try to start to follow God's will. And the example that's given here, um, comes from the passion. And I was like, oh my goodness, there's no way that this is a coincidence that I'm reading this like the night before Palm Sunday, like, cause I'm about to do a podcast on Holy Week. I, oh, I got so jazzed. So I'm just going to read it because I can't explain it very well. Um, Um, it can be compared to the soul of Jesus during his passion when our divine savior walked steadfastly in the fulfilling of the will of his father and in his love, which imposed upon him a task apparently quite inconsistent with the dignity of a soul of such sanctity as his. So I think a lot of times we forget the humanity of Christ. Yeah. And that um, if we were in that situation, right, if we were the son of God and if we were as holy as he was and is, don't you think you'd be a little bit indignant at the fact that, you know, God is putting you through this trial, you know, a little bit um, like, cause he even asked, you know, God, let this cup or Lord, let this cup pass from me. You know, that, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the struggle. And knowing that even Christ himself had to go through that struggle and something that was so difficult and created all these emotions in him um, is was so like reassuring to me to read to know that like if I intensely follow God's will, um, it's going to be more difficult than not following it, and that's okay. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. You know, does that make sense? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm having a little bit of a breakthrough right now. Oh, good. And so it's like, um, I don't know, just every time I... I think I think I've been under the impression for most of my life that when I sin, it's because I'm not fo- following God's will, and like I'm re- I'm kind of realizing now that like the more you follow God's will, the more you're going to be tempted. So it makes sense if you're tempted to sin, and if you're weak, you're tempted to fall. And I don't know. I I guess I've just been under the impression that every time I fall, I'm back to square one. But in reality, it's just because my soul is moving towards God that it just doesn't want to go. 
All right, that's that was for me. Exactly. We can we can move on now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I was talking to my roommate last night, and he kind of said something to me that maybe kind of relate to all this is that you know people always say excuse me i just burped that was disgusting um you know people always say you know god won't give you more than you can handle um i just flat out disagree yeah it's, that's wrong <laughs> um like do you think that you know I, I mean obviously jesus is a pretty high bar to set but do you think jesus could handle you know getting cr- <laughs> crucified by all the people that followed him and listened to him and loved him and cared about him and being abandoned by his disciples. Um, do you think Mary could handle, you know, watching her son, both her son that she loved so much and her Lord that she loved so much get killed? Like, and then become the mother of the people that just murdered him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, oh yeah. No, God, but God, but God doesn't give us more than we can more handle. Than we can handle you know, no, if God, I mean, Quoting Daniel Glaze, sort of, I'm sure he, I'm, yeah, they talked about this. Yeah. If God doesn't give you more than you can handle, then that means that, you know, we don't need God. Exactly. Because, you know, we can just handle everything that he gives us. So why do we need him? Yeah. And so this kind of brings me to my bigger point, right? Is that the passion is so important, right? I agree. The passion put Christ through some of the most intense human emotions that someone can feel, right? Which is why that, you know, that's why God became human is so that we could strongly identify with those intense emotions. And so what I want want to talk about real quick, not real quick, at length, is that the passion is not just like a cross. A lot of times we say, oh, like take up your cross like Christ did. And we um, like we forget that there's a whole story around the cross. Like the cross is just one part of the passion. Like if you went to mass today, the cross was three fourths of the way in. And then the last eighth of it wasn't about the cross either. And so we seem to associate those two things together, but the passion is a holistic view of the emotions and the experiences that Christ had in this time. I think we forget that a lot, you know? Yeah. Cause like, when we think of when we think of taking up our cross, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Hold on, you you stopped so I know that I'm supposed to talk now, but I I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what I'm supposed to. Because I know because I know you can say this part better than me. You you were saying I mean we were talking about this earlier and you were yeah, pretty yeah. much doing most of the talking, but like I remember you were saying like our passion. It's called a passion because no that's no no like the, not that not that not that the, part. All right, the sin thing, the sin, the sin the cross. oh the sin thing, the sin yeah, thing. We think, yeah yeah yeah. We think that we think that taking up our cross is just like oh I'm like struggling with sin, so I'm like carrying this cross that's sin. But like if Christ said take up our cross daily, he doesn't want us to sin daily. You know like. <laughs> I mean, our cross might involve a temptation to sin, but it's not the only thing that our cross entails. You know, our, our cross is, you know, our vocation and what and what pain and what struggles we go through. It's like it's it's part vocation and part suffering, you know. So, like, your vocation, you discern what that is. But then the suffering that is entailed in that is your cross. So, like, with Sarah, we're dealing with distance, you know, like that that's a cross that that we have to bear. And it's part vocation, part suffering, but it's not the same suffering that everyone experiences, so it's different. There are definitely certain people that experience a lot greater suffering than we do. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that that's what, what I wanted. To say? Yeah, no, that's cool. what I wanted you to say. So now I, we're going to go on to the other thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
I promise we don't rehearse this this much. It's just that this is the first week in like two months that I've actually had notes on something, <laughs> and so I just want to make sure that we do it right. Um, so yeah, so the cross does not necessarily imply sin, <clears throat> um, and a lot of people take it to mean that. Uh, but the but my focus is like the passion as a whole, right? The passion includes the cross, which is the vocation and the suffering. Um, the passion doesn't necessarily when I oh so this is here's the thing right this is what gets me right so uh, the passion capital P passion is called that for a reason okay and oh this just wigs me out so bad I got goosebumps right now <laughs> but so when we have passions lower lowercase p passions when we let's like let's say I'm passionate about music right or I'm passionate about Cheez-Its. You know, those are things that <laughs> we care about a lot, okay? Like, those are things that we, we identify with and we invest a lot of time into, um, and we eat entire boxes of them at one time. Um, but my question is, is, what is our capital P passion? We know about Christ's passion. We hear about that all the time. But we have our own passions, too, just the same way that we have our own crosses, it would be silly for us to have crosses without a passion. And so I'm saying that, you know, we have a passion. And instead of, you know, our passions being uh, things that we care about a lot, our passion, our capital P passion, is are the things in our lives that God cares a lot about. You know, are the things that he wants to emphasize in our lives. And it's all part of a story. It's not just like, oh, you know, this is my sin and this is what I struggle with. And like, I dated this girl and then we broke up and like, that's kind of been the story of my life. Like I haven't really done anything else. Like it's more than that. Yeah. It's more than just a, a sin that you fell, fell on or a sin that you continue to fall on. Like your passion are the things in your life. Your, mm, <clears throat> your passion is the, is the story of what God is doing with you. Just the, the same, ult- yeah. Go, go for it. The the end of the passion narrative, like the end of Christ's crucifixion, the yeah. purpose of it was for the glory of God. So, like, God, God, what God wants the most in your life is His glory, and you know that that's what we should want too, because that's literally the best thing that we could possibly do. So, what what our passion, capital P passion, is is what we love and what God loves about us, and that meets and us doing that glorifies Him more. We participate in the crucifixion of Christ through our suffering. We glorify him through our vocation, and that's our cross. Those two things can't separate. Mm-hmm. And then there's everything, be- like, around that. Yes. Like, there's there's a whole there's a whole story of Jesus stealing a donkey in order to <laughs> get into Jerusalem. And that's, like, part of the story, you know? We have to think about, like pray about and meditate on what's our story like what story is god trying to tell with our lives because once we do that and when we figure out you know where we've been and kind of the trajectory that god is taking us on that'll set us up so well to make good decisions and to choose him over sin every single time because you want to write a good story at least i do you don't want to you don't want to let your life be just a just a bad a bad transformer sequel you know you want <laughs> you want your life to be 
good. You know, you want your life to be a good Oscar winning, Oscar nominated story. And the only way to do that is to pray and meditate on a holistic view of your life. You know, in my opinion, I think that like college for me has been my passion, right? Um, not that I'm passionate about school. Um, please get me out of here as soon as possible. But <laughs> our passion, my passion right now is college. And I think my passion before this was was high school. And it's easy to kind of split up your life into different passions because your story will be different at different points. I don't know. It's just, it's a baby idea in my mind. I like it because it, it kind of encompasses, it kind of brings together the whole like, what is the ultimate purpose of my life? And also what is the ultimate purpose of the next two seconds? Like what, yeah. what direction am I supposed to be headed in? And you bring up a good point. You know, it's, it's called the passion narrative and it includes only like four seconds of Christ carrying a cross and then like him dying. And that's like, that's only a small part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about like, yeah, it talks about the steps that led up and, you know, the disciples are probably like, all right, cool. Jesus wants a donkey. Like, let, let's go. Let's, let's go. go let's it. go. Let's go jack that dude's donkey real quick. <laughs> just some grand theft donkey and another another interesting part about the passion is like if you if you look at it from the disciples perspective a lot of it was there's kind of like a, a time of of consolation right at the beginning where like they're like yes he's riding into town on a donkey that's exactly what solomon did he is the <laughs> he is the new solomon he is going to restore the kingdom of God right now. It's going to happen right now. And then he gets betrayed and executed. And they're like, oh, my gosh. It goes I downhill not, fast. I did not see that coming. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we, we can kind of take that and, and look at our own lives. Like, you know, we, we might think that our glory is right now. We might think that we're, like, achieving God's glory right in this moment. But we got to, like, there's there's going to be desolation in the future. And we... When we're in that time, we got to remember, like, okay, we we know what the ultimate end is. Even if even if I die tomorrow, Christ is going to be resurrected. So that made Dang. sense, right? No, that didn't. That made great sense. Sick. I'm excited. Yeah, it's this is good. I had I'm to read I, that I'm, book. Uh, yeah, I know it's so good. I'm it's gonna say so... who it's by real quick because I, I okay. never say who the author is. There's abandonment to divine providence by. Reverend Jean-Pierre de Cassade, C-A-U-S-S-A-D-E-S-J. This is this is when the Jesuits were cool. <laughs> it wasn't that long. That book wasn't written that long ago, was it? Um, I'm guessing 1800s because, like, the French. I don't know. It says 1940, but I don't think that's true. That's, yeah, probably like a republishing date. 18th century, yeah. 1700s, yeah. I said 1800s. Dang. Early 1700s. So, yeah. But before America. Before America. America was always there. We're the best country in the world. That's true. I'm kidding. We, yeah. Anyway. Guatemala so, is the best country in the world. Uh, Yeah, I don't have anything else to say on that. I think that was good. I think that was a good way to just kind of put that out there real quick. Um, I know it's a good podcast when I have to like go pray after. I'm like, okay, I have yeah, to go, like digest this. <laughs> I just I know it's a good podcast when I have to pee afterwards. So we have, <laughs> really? we have very different standards for good podcast. Um, but anyway, few housekeeping things. One, yeah. Here, let me just let me just give you guys a an update, right? So there's four weeks left of school. We want to do we want to do so many things. Okay, so many things. 
we want to do shirts. We want to make the Patreon rewards really good. We want to do this, that, and the other thing. It's just not going to be a possibility until school's over. <laughs> yeah. For me, at least. Like, we can, we'll can, we be able to do small improvements here and there and, like, try to get as much as we can done. Um, but it's, like, it's, it's pardon my pun, but it's crunch time. Um, and so, and just not, it's, but it's not your crunch time. It's my crunch time. It's, it's our crunch time. It's our, our crunch time. And so... By the time, you know, summer rolls around, please, I hope you guys stick with us. You are the Crunch mm-hmm. Bunch and we love you. Um, we're trying to put out a good, high-quality episode every week and that takes up, you know, a good amount of time um, trying to get ready for this and edit it and send it out and everything. And so doing all that extra stuff that I know you guys want and that we want to do um, is just not feasible uh, until the summer. And so yeah, patience – Please, with us. We're sorry. We're college students. I mean, I, I feel bad every time I text Ethan because I'm like, I want to do this. And he's like, yeah, that's totally a good idea. But, like, let's hold off. And I text that's time I texted him. I was He was like, oh, I got so much work to do. I was like, LOL, loser. And then all of a sudden I got assigned two papers and a video essay. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. All right. Well, I guess it's crunch time for me, too. So, yeah. But that being said, we do have exciting things coming up over the course of the next few weeks. We have a couple of interviews. We have... Um, the Cotters are coming on. We have uh, – do we have another one? I'm trying to uh, – That I mean, that's up to you. That's true, yeah. I'm pretty much in charge of setting up interviews. Um, so if you want to – if you want someone to be on the show, message me, email me at patrick at thecrunchcast.com. Dude, speaking of our email. Oh, yeah. We got our first email question in. It's true. I'm so excited to talk about yeah. this. Even wait, 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 real quick, very real briefly. Quick. What we have another one, and if you're listening, I did get your email, and we're going to respond to it on another episode. Yeah. So hold tight. Okay. So I got this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Hi, Ethan. I enjoyed the last episode of the Crunch. I was wondering if you could talk about what to expect in an Easter vigil mass. I've only ever been on Easter morning, but going to the vigil this year. Smiley face. God bless Sarah. A lot of Bible. Expect a lot of Bible. There's seven readings. It's great. There's also candles. At the beginning, um, and they light a huge fire outside, and like the fire is blessed, and everybody gets part of the fire in their little candles. Um, it's pretty much the best liturgy of the year. Yeah, it's it's honestly so cool. It's really long, and but yeah. you also every time I've been to a vigil, I've cried a little bit when I see the people getting baptized. Yes, because that's oh my goodness, yes. that's just the coolest thing ever in the world. But other it's than so that, because like. Pretty much everybody's there. Your entire yeah. parish is like, we're going to the vigil. And yeah. Go and then the you vigil. wake up at 5 a.m. and go to the sunrise mass. And you're like, yeah, so um, much Jesus all in one weekend. In my experience, it's been super sweaty, um, yeah. kind of sticky. Uh, you you may or may not light someone's hair on fire with your candle. Um, try to avoid that. But Aren't there yeah. like more than seven readings too? Like there are extra readings that you can also add in that sometimes I think you, so. You, yeah, go to a parish that has all of them. Just yeah. go go for the whole a, the whole nine yards. Sarah, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a long mass. You gotta you gotta drink some water. Yeah, drink some water beforehand. Make sure you bend. Drink some make water. sure you're bending your knees when you stand. Uh huh. <laughs> Just a little bit so you like circulate your blood. Yep. People have passed out. Also, uh, offer it up <laughs> when it gets hard because yeah, uh, just, it will be. You might try to fall asleep. Uh, don't. Best advice I got. And then go eat the cake in the baptism reception afterwards because the Boom. cake is always good. Eat that punch. Eat the punch. Drink eat the, the punch. punch. The punch Drink the punch. Good. Listen drink, to the crunch. Drink, drink the punch. Listen to the crunch. Um, and finally, we got to do crunch of the week before we close it out. True. Uh, 
we are we're at sixty eight reviews. If we could get that up to seventy five by the time Easter rolls around, I would be so happy. That'd be the best Easter Easter present of all time. It's true. Just saying. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna read this one. Y'all are ballers. One hundred emoji. I hope this title grabs your attention. It did. But really, your podcast is straight fire. I listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready for the day. I really appreciate your personal angles on man, womanhood, and your dumb humor. That's for Patrick. I would have picked Franciscan over my current school. We would have been BFFs. It's true. Seriously, you guys are awesome. Keep doing what you do. Thanks, Sabe1897. We're here for you. And we can still be BFFs now if you transfer. Do it. Um... Yeah, that's that's all I got. Make sure you drop a review. <coughs> donate to the Patreon. Like I said, we're working on it. Yeah, you know, the more that you donate, the more it lights a fire under our butts to make that good. And honestly, the <coughs> the donors that have donated already, you will retroactively receive the awards that you deserve. Yeah, um, we're not bailing <laughs> on you. Yeah, so be, there there are currently seven members of the Breakfast Club. The brunch, Please. the crunch bunch, not the Breakfast Club. The Patreon we're, is the Breakfast Club. We we're talked gonna get, about this. We're gonna get sued, dude. No, we're not gonna get sued. We're gonna get sued. Free, fair use, Ethan. Fair use. We can call it the Breakfast Club. There's no nobody has a copyright on Breakfast Club. I'll look call it up. me. Call me from prison. <laughs> there are seven members of the Breakfast Club. If you would like to be a member of the Breakfast Club, donate to our Patreon, and we'll like, we'll like contact you individually and we'll like set up like a reward we'll be like what do you want (laughs) (laughs) that sounds really rude but what do you want what do you want i want your watch yeah that yeah okay (laughs) i'll give you my watch jokes on you i don't have a watch are you done (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm sorry Oh, boy. Please listen to The Crunch at one and a half speed, at least. <laughs> yes. Um, I I don't have anything else to say. I think we covered anything. We answered that email question. Please send us in more email questions. Ethan at thecrunchcast.com. Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. Send us DMs on Twitter. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash crunchcast. Um, and then make sure that you tweet with hashtag the crunch and hashtag ask the crunch if you have any questions. Because uh, we check those all the time, and we love to retweet you uh, when you say things about our podcast. So you want easy retweets? To yeah. Say something nice. About you want us. those? If you want those follows, if you want those, if you want those notifications blowing up your phone, tweet hashtag crunch. We got you. <laughs> Sweet. All right. I have nothing to say. It's done. Thanks, Pat. That was a good episode. Appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thanks, dude. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. Ba-bam!